Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome, everyone, to this Believe in NFL Draft Prospects interview edition, uh, bringing you everything and anything 2021 NFL Draft. I am Ryan Roberts. You can follow me at Ryzen Draft on Twitter. Uh, talking tight ends this week. So I have Mr. Kerry Angeline on the line with me, who is a tight end from NC State. We're going to get really in-depth into his uh, journey so far. Started out at USC, um, out of Downingtown, uh, Pennsylvania, which is right over the bridge for me. So, Kerry, inviting you into the show, man. Really appreciate you taking some time again. And uh, just say hi to the folks real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, appreciate being on the show. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm a New Jersey guy, so you're a PA guy. Saw so Chester Springs, Pennsylvania, Downingtown East, all, all the way out to USC, Kerry. So I know you were a, a nice prospect coming out, four-star kid by, it seemed like, every major recruiting service. So talk to me a little bit real quick about why USC was the first spot, the best spot for you coming out of high school, and maybe what were some other schools that uh, kind of had high interest in you as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in high school, I had some good opportunities. I uh, got some good offers. And uh, USC, I was always a big USC fan growing up. And uh, I was lucky enough to get an offer there my junior year, I believe it was. And then, uh, so yeah, definitely. I took a lot of visits to a lot of schools. Uh, and kind of just came down. I uh, just kind of wanted to go to USC. I thought it was, it was a really good opportunity. So uh, yeah, uh, that was kind of the main reason I went out there. I love it, man. And, you know, speaking from a from an East Coast guy going all the way out to Cali, what was just the experience that I don't even know if I would call it a culture shock, but being able to be in that nice California weather for a little bit in Southern California? Yeah, it was awesome. It was definitely a great experience. Uh, I was out there for about a year, a year and a half. And so uh, definitely learned a lot of things. Obviously, being out in L.A. is a lot different than Pennsylvania. So a lot of different culture, uh, got, got, to a lot of, got to meet a lot of great people and uh, made some good relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I know, obviously, you, you chose to come back towards home a little bit. Obviously, North Carolina's you know, several hours away. But I know at, at NC State now, where you've had a really nice year this year, kind of a breakout season for you after playing a ton in 2018. Uh, what was that transition like? What kind of went into the decision for you to – transition back closer to home and, and why was NC State ultimately the best spot to take your game for the last few years of your career? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, when I when I transferred, uh, NC State was one of the first schools to reach, to reach out to me again and previously in high school I had a good relationship with them. Uh, they, they recruited me in high school and I had a good relationship with Coach Dorn and uh, Coach Faulkner who's no longer here at NC State but he was he recruited me in high school and was here my first year uh, at NC State. So 
yeah, definitely uh, took a visit down NC State and uh, kind of just loved it. You know, thought it was a great opportunity. Uh, had a good relationship with the coaches, and uh, definitely it's been a good good decision so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you like I said, obviously the the season you had this past year being named All ACC Honorable Mention. You what one thing that really catches people off guard because you know you see the listed size for you at six five. I mean six seven. 250 pounds, but you really are a guy that gets down the seam really easily. I, I, I think your athleticism is something that people might undersell a little bit. For you, what, what do you what do you attribute to this breakout year? Is it something that you knew was going to happen? How, 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 just kind of reliving the individual success from this past season. How happy were you with you this season that you had? Yeah, you know, it was uh, obviously it was kind of a tough year for the team, and uh, you know, kind of just was trying to do what could help for the team. Uh, definitely happy to you know to contribute uh, a little more than the previous season. I think uh, with the previous season, I was ineligible for the first two games. Uh, it was actually the first three, but the third game got canceled because of the uh, hurricane. So I just really sat out two games. And uh, so that was kind of just trying to work myself in that first year, I think was a little a little tough because I was in- ineligible for the first few games. And uh, so, yeah, I think that was a little bit different for the second year, kind of just having that full off season, being there at the school for a good amount of time, just kind of learning the offense, getting that spring spring ball in. I think that was kind of a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask, Harry, about just some physical development. You being a taller guy, I'm sure you've put on a decent amount of muscle mass, weight over the last couple of years. I know you redshirted your first year at USC for, for you. Cause I know a lot of guys obviously want to come in. They want to compete, but for a lot of guys, I know that the red shirt can be a really needed thing to be able to add that weight, get acclimated to the college game for you. What did that red shirt year provide to you specifically? And how, how were you able to use that to continue to improve your game while obviously not seeing any game action? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think a lot of times when you're getting recruited, uh, you kind of want to go in and play right away, and you think you can play right away. And even if you can play right away, a lot of times the best thing to do is to redshirt, kind of just to get that extra year of development. And, uh, yeah, so my redshirt year, it was kind of really big for me going going from playing high school ball and then uh, going facing NFL guys every day. And I practice at USC. Uh, I had a block. Port Augustine, who's with the Browns now, Chenin Nwosu, who's on Chargers, uh, you know, Dory Jackson, who's with the Titans now. Just going up against those guys every day. Uh, my retro year was kind of huge, just just getting used to playing against those type of guys, and that was definitely definitely huge for my development. And I think my retro year definitely helped me out a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted to ask about, obviously, you know, coming back from the West Coast – Closer to home, uh, you know, still several hours away, but play, just being able to play in the ACC, which obviously is up and down the East Coast, how happy were the parents, you know, talking from a family perspective that you were a little closer to home? I'm sure they were able to get out to a few more games. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my parents were definitely happy about that. They come down to about every game. And, uh, yeah, definitely easier to get to get down North Carolina than it is to get out to California. So, uh definitely a little closer to home and a little easier on the family. So, And I'm looking at, you know, the, the physical development we talked about for you is, is there um, maybe some players past, present, growing up? Are there some guys that you might consider um, somewhat of role models that you've been able to kind of take some stuff from their game and really transcend it into your own? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, growing up, 
there's a tight end who's with the Bills now. Uh, he went to my high school, Tyler Croft. That was that was one of the first tight ends I've always kind of watched because I was lucky enough to watch him when he was in high school. I think I was in middle school at the time. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm always watching the NFL guys. Uh, Gronkowski is one of the one of the good ones. Uh, Kittle always just trying to trying to take stuff from them, just trying to apply it to my game. So it's uh, Zach Ertz is another one I like to watch too. So guys like that. I love it. Croft's a uh, Rutgers guy, so very yeah. familiar with Tyler when he was in college. And Zach Ertz is right over the bridge, like I said. Uh, a great list. I- I'm going to give you a second, Kerry, because I know it-, it doesn't happen too often where guys can just boast about themselves. But, you know, I-, I talked about a couple of your strengths, obviously that huge frame, being a much better athlete than maybe people will give you credit for. For you, what would you say are some of your biggest strengths and what m- separates you as a threat both in the run and the pass game? Mm, definitely. Uh, I think one of my biggest strengths is uh, in the past game. Uh, I think I, I uh, definitely have always considered that one of my strengths. Uh, I feel like I have, I have good hands and I can be a be a, a good target for the quarterback, you know, always. And, uh, you know, there's always, there's always stuff I'm trying to work on, uh, whether it's route running or just always catching jokes, trying to keep improving my hands. And uh, definitely, you know, talking about the run game, that's something I've, I've worked very hard on and try to improve on throughout the years. And that's definitely something I feel like I've improved on a lot. And it's it's something I'm still looking to improve on. So, mm-hmm. And I'm very curious because the ACC has a couple really nice tight ends coming back with yourself and guys like Brevin Jordan at Miami. What, what do you think is the next step for you? Because we talked about some of your strengths. What are the areas that you really want to improve on so that hopefully you can ascend to being that premier tight end in the conference? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think there's there's always stuff I'm trying to work on, but I think the biggest biggest thing is kind of just showing people I can block in the run game. And I think that's something I've done and something I'm still continuing to improve on. And that's uh, definitely one of the biggest things uh, I'm just trying to show people I can do. And, and have you seen a, a added emphasis? Because I know, obviously, you know, you're talking about your ability as a pass receiver. It seems like the tight end position has really just changed dr- dramatically over the last few years. You know, we used to see more of the the straight inline guys, but players like yourself were able to do stuff inline, but also play as a big slot or split outside. H- how do you feel like you fit into that modern mold of tight end where you're asked to do so many different things? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's kind of just a tribute to, to all the tight ends. Uh, I think a lot of them, you know, former basketball players that uh, kind of just changed the way tight ends have played, uh, you know, kind of just those big bodies out there you can move around. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, – I was a former basketball player, so kind of just uh, using my basketball skills uh, to out there on the football field. So. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking. I'm looking at your schedule. Obviously, you know, with the with the down year from a win loss perspective for the team, there's there's a lot of tough opponents. Like usual, you know, we have Mississippi State out of conference with Mike Leach coming in, and you guys, North Carolina, and the Clemson's, and the ACC is obviously a very great conference. What what are you guys looking to do this year in terms of? What's going to make a successful season? What are the goals? What is just what's going to make this this final year for you the perfect ending to your career? Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, some you know, kind of just always preach on our main goal is win the ACC championship. That's kind of what we we always shoot for. And uh, yeah, definitely, I, f- I feel very good about this year coming up. Uh, I think it's uh, got a. a kind of more experienced team, you know, some guys getting more experience, uh, 
got a new system, uh, offense and defense, and uh, kind of just learning that throughout the spring ball. Guys, guys are playing fast and confident, and uh, yeah, I definitely think uh, it should be a good year for us. And I, I don't want to bring you too far ahead, but you are a guy that I've it's firmly on my radar for NFL draft prospects. Obviously, the reason I wanted to reach out and do this for you for for a part of this senior tight end class. I just wanted a real brief about what that opportunity would feel like. I know you have a season left, a lot of games left, but just what would that opportunity to play professional football be for you? How much of a blessing would it be? Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, that's um, it's, uh, come from a football family. You know, been a been a big football fan since I was a little kid. I always dreamed about going to the NFL, and uh, that's some some I've always worked for and uh, will continue to work for. So it'll definitely be a bus- a blessing to get to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I know you're probably itching to get back to the team if you haven't already. Is, is there something in place with uh, when you're going to be able to do voluntary workouts, when you're able to get back with the team yet? Yeah. Uh, so back at school, a lot of the local guys got to report uh, about a week ago or two weeks ago just to get their tests and stuff. And, uh, nice. and they're back working out now. And then the out-of-town guys are going back Tuesday. So uh, I'll be going back Tuesday and I'm uh, very excited to get back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you, Carrie, just taking some time, uh, you know, right before you head back. Again, I'm with Mr. Carrie Angeline, the tight end out of NC State, former USC transfer, honorable mention, all ACC last year. Definitely a guy to keep your, on your radar for 2021 NFL draft. Carrie, just want to thank you again, man. Appreciate you taking some time today. Uh, I hope we, we get to do this again in the future, but I'm wishing you all the best. And I, I'm, I'm going to be rooting for you guys this year. Definitely. And now I am joined by one of the best tight ends in all of college football, Louisiana Monroe tight end Josh Peterson, who is coming off of a nearly 600-yard season, nine touchdowns, one of the best players at his position, like I said, in the entire country, a player that I'm super excited about, one of my top-rated senior tight ends coming into the 2021 class. So, Josh, talking a little bit off-air, man, obviously right outside of Philly, I'm, I'm very uh, very well-versed <laughs> in the Peterson family, but I appreciate you taking some time today, man. Hey, Ryan, how's it going? Yeah, man, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Absolutely. So uh, Josh is is right near me right now. Didn't even know until we kind of got on the call here. He was down in Louisiana working out with the team, and now he's back home for a little bit. So, Josh, let, let's start there, man, because I know this is obviously an abnormal offseason. It is odd, to say the least. There's a lot of moving parts, and people are just kind of sitting around trying to figure it out day by day, it feels like. For you, how has it been? I know Louisiana, for what you say, is a little better, but how has it been kind of just trying to get hit that routine again to try to make, obviously, 2020 the, the best ending to your career? Yeah, man, there, there's been so much uncertainty with this whole deal, you know, the pandemic and everything, you know, keeping everybody back and all that recent outbreaks, you know, it's kind of it's kind of even opened our eyes even more to if we're even going to have a season, you know, going forward. But uh, on our part, you know, they let us do voluntary workouts in June. Uh, I was at school all of June. Uh, it felt, you know, kind of normal, but they had us in uh, groups of eight. You know, we were rolling in groups of eight, and uh, they did a really good job. Uh, we, I mean, throughout the whole month, you know, we didn't have everybody there. We had about 30 guys. But, I mean, honestly, we had a, we had a call yesterday that's saying we're going to bring everybody back on the 5th, and we're kind of going to do the same process, but with, like, groups of 25. So, hopefully, you know. It, it worked the first time around in the trial run, and now if we get some more guys in here, hopefully it'll work uh, with more players. Absolutely, and that, that's – I mean, that's a great sign, increasing from 8 to 25. That's a really nice step, obviously, in the right direction. I'm just 
I don't know about you, Joe. I mean, I'm sure you're the same, but I'm just like, dude, no sports for a while now. I need I need some football in the fall. You know what I mean? I do not want to be sitting around and just watching and waiting for something to happen. You know what I mean? Oh, it's been so tough, you know, because we're working out, grinding, you know, the whole country is, I'm sure. And, you know, we don't even know if we're going to play or not. And for the people that are just, you know, diehard fans, I mean, I, I can only imagine their pain, what they're going through as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's nice seeing that hockey's start, starting to kind of ramp up a little bit. Baseball has the plan in place, but it's football all day, every day for me. So I'm really hoping for some football in the fall. And obviously I wanted to talk to you, man, because the film is very impressive. I know you just had a great breakout year. I know you had played a decent amount before this past year, but the breakout season here, like I said, almost 600 yards, nine touchdowns, probably the best tight end in the Sun Belt. I think that's pretty safe to say. One of the best player uh, players at your position in the country. For you, Josh, making that transition, obviously, over to tight ends, what was it like finally having that breakout year this year and then now to kind of have that that um, little notoriety to know that you're one of the best players of your position in the country? It's really, honestly, it's, it's a stress off my shoulders. You know, the first two years when I played, you know, I was I, I felt like I was playing good, you know, good ball, but I, I wasn't doing everything I was capable of, you know, because I, I told my coaches like, hey, I can contribute more, I can do more. And then finally, I guess it's just, you know, being an a older veteran player, they kind of had more trust in me and then had that breakout year last year. Uh, they, the quarterback trusted throwing me the ball, being a bigger target, you know, and getting open in space. Uh, and obviously found me in the red zone more than more often than not, you know, with nine touchdowns. I was super excited about that. If I could have that every year, you know, I'd, I'd be super happy with, with my football career. But uh no, you know, just the breakout year. I can't. I, I got to thank my coaches. You know, Coach V down there at Louisiana. He, he's he's done everything. You know, for me and my position. Uh, he, he's getting the tight ends way more involved. He, he started doing it last year, and then this year, you know, we got even way, way more stuff going in. So, like, if we get the season, you know, man, it, it could be really special for the tight ends at Louisiana Monroe. But uh, no, it's been super fun. You know. I've just kind of been chipping away. And like I said, being the veteran now and the older guy, having more confidence out there on the field, I think I can make more plays, you know, and contribute to the team with, like I know I can. Mm-hmm. And I know you're, you're a guy that's, uh, you know, kind of o- all over the map a little bit. Obviously, you have the Northeast highs with your dad, you know, coaching the Eagles. And I know you went to Blue Valley North High School, which I believe is in Kansas, if I have that correct. Right. And of course, obviously, Louisiana Monroe, which I know is – you know, you have the family ties. I know your dad went there. I know your uncle went there and both played football. Talk to me about what it was like, though, because I know coming out of high school, some guys want to kind of, you know, take their own path, maybe create their own legacy. But obviously you chose to stay where it was familiar to you, to a school that has been really good to your family. Talk to me about why Louisiana Monroe, at the end of the day, coming out of high school, was the best fit for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I started playing high school my junior year of uh, started playing football my junior year of high school, and uh, so the deal was is I wasn't very heavily recruited. You know, obviously I didn't even start my junior year. I was a backup tight end, and I mean I played, but I never started. Uh, but the whole recruiting process was later for me. Uh, after the end of my junior year, I had all the JUCOs in the Midwest, and then a lot of the D two schools out there as well around the Kansas area. And then not till my senior season, uh, uh, I was getting the ball more, you know, and making more of a bit of a name for myself. And that's kind of when I wouldn't say bigger schools were looking at me, but, you know, I kind of have a little bit more recognition. But uh, it's actually my uncle who told ULM, because he was the tight end at ULM, so he was the one who told the coaches, the new coaching staff at ULM, about me and gave them my film, obviously. So ULM wasn't even until later my senior year 
And it came down to ULM had offered me a full ride and then K-State had offered me a preferred walk-on spot. So having the familiar, familiarity with Louisiana area and with my family being there, it was a no-brainer, you know, get, getting back home and into the roots where I grew up and where it all started. So it wasn't that tough of a decision. And plus with my dad going there and my uncle, you know, it, it was had a, had a draw to Louisiana and I was super excited about my decision. Yeah, and obviously besides for your, your dad and your uncle Craig obviously being very – very good football players at ULM and uh, your dad obviously playing in the NFL for a long time. I know your mom was also a really nice athlete, so it just sounds like you come from a very athletic background. Talk to me, Josh. What, when was the love for football, though, starting? What, when did it start? Was it something – I mean, obviously you're born into a football family, but it was was it a experimentation kind of thing? Did you, did you play other sports growing up? When did kind of that love really start for you? Yeah, so it's funny. I was so I played all growing up, obviously, and then when I hit high school, I, I was a big golfer. I was an avid golfer. I was I was a scratch golfer, and then so I thought my ticket to college would be through golf. And so freshman and sophomore year, I only played golf. That was the only sport I played. And then we made the transition from Morristown out to uh, Kansas my sophomore year, going into my sophomore year. So. Still, like I said, sophomore year, only playing golf. And then in junior year, our high school, we got a new head coach, and he went through the school, you know, and tried to find all the athletes. And he came to me, and he was like, you know, come give it a chance. I heard you, I heard you can, you know, you're pretty athletic. Come give it a shot. If you don't like it, I won't ever talk to you ever again. But if you do, come on, you know, give, give me all you got and come try out. And so me and my buddy, we basically just dared each other. He said, if you, I'll do it if you do it, you know. And it was one of those type, type of deals. And uh, ended up playing my junior year and loved it, you know. Uh, that's when golf kind of started decreasing. Uh, I, I wasn't practicing as much and the scores were getting higher. So I was like, uh Oh, you know, the, the golf path might not be for me. Uh, so, and then when all the recruiting started, like I said, junior year, that's kind of when I was like, okay, I think I want to do this. And if I want to do it, I want to do it big and, and go D one. So that's kind of when it all transitioned probably my junior year when I got out of that golfer mode and straight into football. And I know you already said, you know, the, the the uncle is the one that's a tight end. Obviously, your dad was a quarterback. I know, you know, you being a 6'5 guy, I got to assume that maybe with your with your bloodlines of your dad, that tight, that maybe quarterback was a thing at, at one point. When you first started, was it kind of like give it a shot or was it kind of always you're better on the receiving end, getting the ball in your hands and making some plays that way? Yeah, definitely. It was the coach Sims was my high school coach and he, he knew right away where he was going to put me. And I was at quarterback. <laughs> And I told him, I was like, man, I don't know if I can do this. And we had a really, we had a stud quarterback in high school named Joey Dolan. He didn't, he never went on to play anywhere, but uh, he was, he, he basically beat me out. You know, I was, I was still playing uh, summer golf at the time and I was never there. But when I came back, they yeah, Joey, Joey was rolling with the team, you know, at QB. So coach kind of stuck me where, I, where he felt like I could play. And I was too slow to be a receiver. And then I was too athletic and too big not to be on the field. So tight end was a perfect spot for me. So that's kind of how I found my way to tight end. Yeah, and I know you've been a guy, Josh, that's kind of continuously developed, been able to add weight to the frame. I know you're up to right around in the 230 range. Is there a goal weight for you? And then kind of on top of that, how have you seen the ability to continue to add weight help you in the run game specifically? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm actually at my goal weight right now. I'm 240 right now, which is, you know, great. Nice. I think this offseason, you know, it's been a been a lot, made a lot of gains this offseason and the 240 spot, that's kind of where, where I, I want to be, you know. Uh, you know, pass game threat, obviously keep the speed at that weight. And then in the run game, it makes a world of difference, you know, because 
first two, uh, I'll even say last year, kind of getting thrown around in some of the games, you know, being a 230-pound body. But, you know, being 240, just that 10 extra pounds, I think it's going to help a lot. And that's the thing about about the run game. You know, I love, to, I love to be in there. You know, I love to run block. It's just when you're not that big, you know, you can't really move too many people, especially when they're 280 and, and on. So adding that weight's definitely helped a bunch. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know, you know, just from, my, from what I've seen of you, I felt like the technique in the run game was was always really nice. I felt like your body positioning was really good, but I think adding that weight is definitely going to bring that, obviously, that lower body strength, that power that could really help you continue to move that way. And I know you're, you're probably super excited for next year. I need to ask you one thing, though, because I, I did have the opportunity to interview the quarterback for the team last year, Caleb Evans, yeah. uh, before his senior year. And I, I loved Caleb, man. I thought he was a really, really, really dynamic dual-threat quarterback. But obviously – He's graduating. So talk to me about that loss a little bit and how excited you are to work with some of the younger guys that are going to hopefully take over that position. Yeah, definitely going to miss Caleb. You know, he could do it in the air and then on the ground. You know, he was super athletic. Definitely going to miss him. He was he was my boy last year, you know, because not just because he was throwing it to me a lot, but, you know, on and off the field, he was a good friend to me and going to miss him a lot. But with the younger guys coming in, we have a JUCO transfer and then we have a redshirt sophomore. Uh, going to be a little quarterback uh, competition there and whenever, whenever we get this thing rolling. But super excited to work with them. We we filled some O-line spots. We lost some pretty crucial O-linemen. Uh, we filled our center spot, which we needed to, with a with a, another JUCO transfer from ISU. Uh, super excited about him. But, no, with those, I mean, it was really the one thing that was frightening me, you know, was the O-line and the, and the QB spot. But – you know, looking when we got a few practices in in the spring, the O line came made made big strides, and then the QB both both quarterbacks were rolling in the spring. You know, and so it'll be I'll, I'll, it'll be interesting come uh, come fall camp to see what where we're at with the, with the quarterback position. And I think I might know the answer to this question already, but I'm going to ask it either way. I know your dad obviously was with Andy Reid in Kansas City. Take, came over to the Eagles, and he's been able to work with a couple great tight ends in both spots. But for you, Josh, growing up, now, whatever it is, are there some guys that maybe you model your game after that you really try to take stuff from them to improve your game overall? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I really love – well, definitely I love Zach Ers and Travis Kelsey. That's a no-brainer. But my, who I've been really trying to key in on is uh, George Kittle with the 49ers. I just love his physicality, you know, and he – I mean, he – he, he makes huge plays in the pass game and then in the run game, you know, he, he's, he's like an O-lineman. He can move anybody he wants to, you know, because he's strong and he's physical. But that's, I mean, that's it. Those three guys are kind of who I try to, you know, follow and do kind of what they do. And, and I'm fortunate to, you know, have the access to get get to the, and watch their film. So those are the three, you know, I can, I can say off the top of my head that I try to model my game after. And I know I, I was a little disappointed just with the last game last year because, I, I mean, I was one of those guys, I was – a big fan of Caleb, so I was just, you know, kind of subtly rooting for UNL, ULM, and I know you guys were at five wins and were trying to get that sixth and hopefully maybe bowl eligibility and all that good stuff, but obviously you lost a really tight one to Lafayette, and I know it was 31-30 if I remember correctly, and kind of looking at that, Josh, I know there was a lot of great parts of last year. How are you guys going to be able to use some of the success you had and then maybe a little bit of the, damn, man, like let, let's let's take that next step now. Like how are you going to be able to use the 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 um, momentum from last season to hopefully make 2020 the best year to end your career? Yeah, definitely. It, it's been the last two seasons, actually. So last year, obviously, it ended the way it did, and the year before that was the same way, lost by a field goal. So we've kind of tried to channel that energy 
you know, as a team. And we never really want to put ourselves in that position because we're the people that do that. You know, we, we put ourselves in the positions that we were in. So we try to learn from that, you know, we learn from last season. We, we lose some pretty key players, pretty good players. But you know what? That's the game of football. And then you just got to reload and, ha- you know, kind of have that mindset that, at least this year, you know, we got some veterans. We got Josh Johnson in the backfield, you know, one of the best running backs in the country. And then at the tight end spot, me and Tyler Lamb, you know, pretty pretty good. And then the O-line, you know, on offense, I think we're going to be just as good, if not better, than last year. And then defense, we're finally old on defense. You know, we've been young every year since I've been there with the new recruits and then the uh, all the new coaches we brought in. So hopefully, you know, this year I can tell you we have a veteran team coming back, and that's kind of the mentality and the mindset going forward going forward to this year, you know, that we're an older team, you know, we've done this for seasons past and I know we've lost a couple tight ones, but we can kind of put ourselves in positions to win some big games now. Yeah. And, and along with the winning the big games, what are the goals now? Because you, you had a great year. I'm sure you want to build off of it. So individually team wise, what do you want to accomplish in this final year? I think uh, as a team, you know, dominating the Sun Belt. We, we've always been talked about, you know, ULM kind of, you know, here and there, kind of up and down the ladder. But I feel like this year, you know, we can finally be a top team in the Sun Belt and compete with the App States and the and the Arkansas States and the Troy. You know, I feel like we can be the top tier team in the Sun Belt, and, I, and everyone, everyone on the team, you know, believes it too. But you know, with the, with the young guys, you got to kind of have that leader, you know. And individually, you know, I kind of want to be that leader for the young guys and kind of corral everybody, you know, and make this season you know, how we all wanted to go. And especially for my last year, how I wanted to go selfishly, you know, have a great, great career there at ULM, finish out strong and have a great season. And kind of the last question, obviously, I think that you're a guy that's going to, you know, have a great opportunity to play on the next level. What role will will kind of be determined, I think, by this year and how you do and hopefully getting an all-star berth, all that good stuff. But for you, being around the game for as long as you, as you have with your family ties, what would the opportunity to play professional football mean for you when you when you when and if you get that opportunity? I, well, the main thing I think about, I just look at my dad's career, you know, and all the successes that he that he's had, you know, and all the great players he's played with, like Brett Favre and Dan Marino. Uh, I just, I mean, I just look back, you know, growing up in that, you know, behind him and and his shadow. I just kind of want to make, you know, a big name for myself. I, you know, it's not a bad thing to be in his shadow because, you know, he's had a very successful career coaching and playing. Uh, he's won two Super Bowls, you know. But uh, going forward for myself, you know, I kind of want to build a name for myself. Uh, be be Josh Peterson, you know, the not the son of the head coach of the Eagles, but, you know, the Josh Peterson, the tight end for whoever, you know, if, if that ever happens. But but just, yeah, that I mean, honestly, that's just it. You know, make, make a big name for myself. Uh, be humble as I go and, uh, you know, just have a, hopefully have a great and strong career. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And again, here talking with Josh Peterson, tight end Louisiana Monroe, all Sunbelt selection this past year. I think he is definitely on the John Mackey award watch list. Keep an eye out for him. Josh, appreciate you taking some time again, man. It was cool. Just digging into your story a little bit and I'm wishing you the best of luck this season. That's it for this episode of the believe in NFL draft prospects podcast hope you enjoyed these interviews that ryan conducted make sure you stick around next week for more interviews as we highlight every single position group leading up to the 2021 nfl draft as well as the 2021 season be sure to follow us on social media you can follow me at joe DeLeon. you can follow alex at alex gilstrap and you can follow ryan at rise the letter and wrap 
Next week, we explore the next position group, which is the receiver position. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.